Hi there. Welcome to Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. And this is a place where we get to share uh, some of our messages from Sunday mornings. Uh, we're glad that you're here to listen, but we'd also love to have you in person. So if you'd like to pop in some Sunday, we meet at 1030 at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. And uh, you can obviously check us out as well at uh, www.lakeridgecommunity.com. Thanks for listening. it'd be cool to start with um, a little video of us being as creative and silly and stupid as possible. Um, actually, we were in a Bible study a few weeks ago, and uh, uh, the idea came up of, like, I'm like, hey, I, like, how could I make this a little bit more creative and different? And uh, Erica um, gave this idea of, like, we should make a music video. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> obviously, um, but, <laughs> but uh, we, uh, unfortunately, Erica couldn't participate in it because, well, she, 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 hurt, she was in surgery, so um, I got a couple of the guys, and we got together, and we're like, okay, I didn't even really give them context, so I'm like, hey guys, can you help me make a video, and they all show up, and everyone, like the four or five guys that were there, they were all kind of like, what? what are we even doing here? Like, what, what's the point and what's that? And I was like, well, we're making a music video. And they're like, okay, well. And then so basically the whole premise of the whole thing was just feel the music, feel what's happening. We planned nothing. It was just kind of, you just kind of engage yourself in what's happening. And I felt um, it was a good way of showing, like, you know, like some of the fun that we get up to sometimes. <laughs> but um, I think... Sometimes we think that imagination and creativity and going deeper into that kind of thought is kind of childish. And like looking at that, you might think, oh, you know, like imagination is, that's for children. You know, like you watch Disney movies and all that kind of stuff and you, you watch cartoons and all that, and they're heavily relied on, on imagination. But as, as we grow older, we kind of find ourselves disassociating ourselves with imagination. And a point that I really want to make today is that imagination is actually such a crucial part of the scriptures. Such a crucial part of the way that Jesus, even Jesus, cho chooses to communicate what God's love is. Um, for example, the way Jesus communicates God's love is actually mostly through two things. So one of the main reasons, one of the main reasons Jesus... One of the main ways that Jesus chooses to communicate God's love is, um, is through touching people. So like uh, healing and just like being there for them and being around them and, and, and communicating and listening. But another, that's like one of the biggest ways that Jesus chooses to communicate what God's love is all about is actually through imagination. So if you, if you actually look through how Jesus communicates is he often tells stories. And the stories, they're not true. Like, they're, they're true, but they're not, they don't, didn't actually happen. So, like, if you look through any of the, any of the uh, Gospels where Jesus is sharing stories, he's using a story to highlight a point. Just like the, uh, we call them parables. So these are Jesus' parables. And he, t he takes these, these stories that are, that are invented to communicate a message. To communicate a message that reveals the heart of God further to us. 
So, um, I want to go through today a few passages. Um, two of them, one of them being um, a story from one of Jesus' parables. Another thing I want to go through is, um, is, a, is a psalm. We actually read it um, during worship, Psalm 23. And then I'm going to take you actually on like this ancient uh, prayer journey that is thousands of years old, that people have been doing for a long time, that um, allows us to use our imagination to see who God is and what the character of God is and see how he can speak to us. And I think if we um, engage in that, I think that God can speak to us in our hearts. So this is going to be a little bit more of a... um, I'm not going to be telling you guys what to think. I'm not going to be telling you guys like these big grand ideas. What I want to do today is I want to take scripture and let that illuminate who God is to you. And I want, and and they're stories and and they're they're imaginative um, journeys that you're taking on. And as I read them, I want to take you on that journey. So this is a bit of a challenge because now I have to read this passage, and now you have to actually really engage in it. And if you just choose to listen and kind of doze off, well, you're probably not going to get much out of it. But um, if you choose to allow what the scriptures are saying to soak inside and listen, I think that God can speak really strongly into your life. Um, As I was reading um, these scriptures before, I found myself really engaging with them myself and finding God speaking words to me that were really incredible and, and life-forming and changing. So I want to start um, with a story that Jesus actually, um, that Jesus said. And it's a story found in Luke chapter 15, verses 3. And it's a story, a lot of people know it as the Leaving 99 story. And as I read this story, what I would like for you guys to do is engage in it in such a way where um, put yourself in the story. Ask yourself, where, where, where am I? Ask yourself, um, what is God trying to say to me? And maybe even like, because we all engage in these stories different ways. Be like, focus on a word, focus on a phrase, focus on a verse, focus on the story. And, like, and maybe try and find yourself in the situation. Like, ask yourself, like, what... what what, what's around me? What, what am I hearing? What am I smelling? And kind of really put yourself into this story because these stories, these parables, the, the whole point of them is to try and communicate the love of God. So I'm going to read this. I'm going to read it quite slowly. And then I'm going to ask you to engage with it. And then I'm going to read it one more time to see if there's anything that you missed. So it's found in Luke chapter 15. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. So he has a hundred sheep. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents 
than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. So as I read it again, ask yourself, what, what does an open country look like to you? What does it look like to, for someone to joyfully throw a sheep over their back? What does it look like to go home? What does it look like to be excited with your friends and neighbors that someone you love is home with you? What does it look like to rejoice and be joyful? Let me read this again. Then Jesus told them from this parable, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. What do your sheep look like? There's a hundred of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. For me, it's really easy to try and take each verse and try to tell you what I think it means or what scholars think it means. And I think there's times and places for that, and that's really important when you're reading the scriptures to fully understand a greater context, understanding what's happening. But today, I think... The scriptures also do this thing where it illuminates God's heart to us without any of that. Like the, the, the word of God is a living word that speaks to each and every one of us. And sometimes you don't actually need extracurricular things to understand that God is actually working inside of our hearts no matter what happens. So, as we move on, one thing that I, um, I want to encourage you guys to do as you read through these parables is to really put yourself into the place of whatever is happening in the story. Ask yourself the question, are you the sheep? The lost sheep that's kind of wandering and kind of maybe saw something fun over there and, and kind of went off and, and did that? Are you, are, are you Jesus in this story? That you're just like, oh, my friend not Jesus, sorry, the, the, the shepherd. Are you the shepherd in the story that like sees that one of his good friends or family members or sheep or whatever that looks like has gone off and, and you were willing to leave so much behind to just go find them? Are, are, are you there in that story? I think that this is a really popular story in the Bible because it really does communicate the heart of God to all of us. That Jesus leaves anything and everything so that he can communicate and love you. I'm going to read another story. Um, it's found in the book, it's Psalm 23. Um, the incredible thing about this psalm is uh, it follows 
kind of a really dreary psalm. In fact, um, in Psalm 22, the uh, the chapter before, David has a lot of anxiety and anxiousness. In fact, Psalm 22 is is alluded to um, by Jesus when he's on the cross, um, when he says it is finished. Um, The whole... uh, the whole psalm is, is full of anxiety and anxiousness. But then it's followed by this Psalm 23 that's actually read often at funerals and it's read at celebrations and weddings and all kinds of different things. It's, it's probably the most popular piece of scripture that we have. Anyone can probably quote the first verse, whether you're a Christian or not, because it's something that's said in movies. If you watch any kind of movie with a funeral in it, they... they they quote Psalm 23. I know that when I was watching um, Save it, Saving Private Ryan I, I, just a few weeks ago, I, I'm like, oh, wow, they're, they're quoting this as, as well. It's, it's a very popular psalm that's kind of transcended just Christianity. And I think the cool thing about it and the reason why it's so popular is it really has this, abil- it has this ability of speaking to us no matter where we are. So what I'd like you to do with this psalm is um, really find yourself in the story. I'm going to read it a couple times as well. Um, Find yourself engaging in what's happening. Because we're going to be using our imagination so that God can speak to us through the scriptures. And um, ask yourself, like, what's around you? What, what, what does it smell like? What, does it he- what do you hear? What's happening in your life? So, I'm going to read Psalm 23 for you. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's like, I'm just going to give you guys like 15 seconds to really allow these words to be heard. And then I'll read it one more time. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. 
guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What are you learning about the heart of God through that story? What is being communicated to you? Who is God? What is this scripture telling you who God is? See, the place of Psalm 23 may or may not have been a real place. It probably might have been a real place, but that doesn't really matter. What matters is that this is a place that God took David to in his anxiety to reveal a bit of who God is to him. Um, so one thing that I want to do with you guys now is a third exercise. Um, that third exercise is going to be um, me taking you on this um, a kind of a journey that helps you engage with God. Using the imagery of Psalm 23 and leaving 99, we can hope that it can inspire what is happening now. So for the next two or three minutes, I'm going to take you on a guided, meditative prayer so that maybe God can speak to you through there. And this is going to be heavily relied on your imagination. And I know imagination, like I said earlier, is kind of a tricky thing. It's like, I know for me, sometimes, actually, this is true, I'm my best, I'm the best version of me when I can use my imagination. When I'm, not, when, I'm, when I'm trying to be super practical and I'm trying to like move from thing to thing and task to task and getting things done because that's what needs to get done and I just keep moving forward, that is usually when I'm at my worst. But when I can really engage with my imagination and allow God to speak to me and love me and take me to places that, like, like in, in the green pastures of Psalm 23, that's where I'm my most spiritually healthy. So I want to try and take you guys there. So, here's what we're going to do. If you don't have kids or you feel comfortable with it, allow yourself to close your eyes because I'm going to take you on a bit of a journey. If you don't feel comfortable with that, no pressure. But this is going to be heavily reliant on your imagination. So here's what we're going to do. You're sitting on your couch at home. Sitting there. You look around. What do you smell? What do you hear? 
Is it the clock ticking? Is it your children running around? Is it nothing? Is it peace? Is it music? You're going to sit up from your couch and you're going to walk to your front door and put your shoes on. What kind of shoes are you going to put on? You're going to put them on, you're going to lace them up. You're going to walk outside. You're going to see a car right in front of your house just waiting for you. What kind of car is it? In that car, there's two people. One you immediately recognize as someone who is very different, but very similar to. And in that car, there's someone else as well. Someone who you recognize completely. Maybe he's a friend. Maybe she's a friend. Maybe he or she's a family member. Maybe it's a son or a daughter or a neighbor. But who, who is that person? And you get into the car and you get into the back seat and you open the door, you close it. And you start, and the person in front starts driving, and you see your friend beside you. What do they look like? What are the features on their face? You both soon realize that the person driving the car actually is Jesus. And he's taking you somewhere, he's taking you to a place. And you don't say much. You take in the moment. You look again to the person beside you. And you look in front of you and you notice that there's something happening in this vehicle. There's something happening right now. The person beside you. What do you want to say to them? What have you always wanted to say to them? With you and Jesus, and the person beside you. You arrive at your destination. You walk out and you, you see a green pasture. Whatever that looks like for you. Very much like what was happening in Psalm 23. And Jesus actually walks out of the car and goes for a walk and says, I need to, I need to deal with something, but I'll be back. And there you and your friend are sitting in this peaceful area, very much like described in Psalm 23. And you ask. You ask him a question, or her. What question are you asking? What have you waited to ask? And in that moment, when you're sitting with that special person, you ask yourself in your head, how can I love this person who's beside me in the best way I can? What kind of love does this person need? How can I love this person? 
as you're sitting there, you come up with your response. And you talk. And you laugh. And you remember all of the times you've spent together that have been good and healthy. And maybe you forget some of the unhealthiness. And yet again, you remind yourself that I want to love this person in the best way I possibly can. And as you're sitting in this green pasture, there's maybe a river nearby. You get up and you hug your friend. And as you look to your right, you see that Jesus is back and he has his sheep on his back. And he comes back and he says, well, this one was missing, so I brought him home. And he asks how your conversation went and how your time went. What do you say? You get back into your car. You drive home. And as you get home, you say goodbye and you walk back into your house. And you remember that the person that you were with needs that love. person that you spent that time with wants to connect with you. The person that you spent that time with, no matter what has happened previously, needs love, just like we need love. And the, and the heart of God is then communicated in a way where you are now dignifying and loving your neighbor in such a way that not only is their life starting to be transformed, but yours is. As you learn what forgiveness looks like, as you learn what your heart is like, as you learn what your desires are, then you open your eyes. One thing that I fully believe and strongly believe is that we are all called to a specific ministry. There's different ministries that we're all called to. You know, like, a ministry could be, could be childcare. A ministry could be, you know, doing coffee or singing songs or whatever. Yes, we're all called to different things that way. But a ministry I think all of us are called to is the ministry of reconciliation. What is reconciliation? Reconciliation is making things whole again. Making things bringing things back to what they were supposed to be. It's the Leaving 99 parable, where there once was 100, now there was 99, and Jesus goes and makes it whole again. He reconciles what it was and makes it whole. It's exactly that in Psalm 23 where God takes a very shaken David into a journey of reflection, adoration, and peace. And he brings his mind peace and wholeness again. But I actually really fundamentally and firmly believe that, that God actually uses our own imagination and our own brains and our own paths to reconcile us as well. When we can creatively ask the question, how do we love the people around us? 
It doesn't have to be what I just did. But if you use your imagination and creativity to ask the question, how do I love the people around me? That's when reconciliation happens, and that's when wholeness happens, and that's when we become the church. Jesus wants to make us whole again. That, that's, that's what the gospel is kind of about. It's making us whole again. Allowing us to experience the kingdom of God here and now. And what is the experience of the kingdom of God? The experience of the kingdom of God is feeling whole again. Being reconciled. So I've got one more exercise that I want to leave you guys with. And um, we're actually going to sing a song together. And the song that's chosen, Matt chose it, and I really, really like it. It's very imaginative. And it has a lot of metaphor in it. And it has this, it takes you on a journey of revealing to you who Christ is. So what I want you guys to do as we, as we sing this song together is allow yourself to be transformed by the words. Because the words are very powerful. The words are from scripture. And as we take this next five minutes or so to, to engage with what's happening around us, ask yourself, what is God speaking to you about? And how is God trying to make you whole again? And how is God giving you the tools through your imagination to make the people around you whole again? Because I think that's what the church is all about. So yeah, we're going to take this time and, and, and sing. It's, it's a song called You're Beautiful. And... Um, You guys want to sit or stand? Either one works. Yeah.
tree You bled and then you died And then you rose again for me Now you are seating on your heavenly throne Soon we will be coming home You're beautiful When you arrive at eternity's shore But death is just a to you like a little bit of my heart. Part of the reasons why I'm actually in youth ministry is because I want to, I want to inspire the imagination.